Welcome back to the Raising Helmets podcast. I'm Carrie. And I'm Kyle. And we're here in the bathroom giving Kyle a haircut. Because I refuse to go to hairstylists. You might say, wow, I didn't know Carrie knew how to cut hair. And, and the response is, no, I do not know how to cut hair. But Kyle and Rory have been really guinea pigs because I would like to know how to cut hair. I'm not sure how willing Rory's been. Oh, that's a fair point. But he's put up with it because... We bribe him with getting to watch Cars. Cars movie. That lighting queen. And Tomator. Tomato. Hmm. Um, we were just thinking back to haircuts of the past. <laughs> yeah, and the reason why you're cutting my hair now. One time while you were in California, I was well overdue for a haircut because I beard and everything. Yeah, I was a really homeless looking guy <laughs> who would who would go to work in a suit and it would just look totally out of place. But uh, so I already hated going and getting my haircut because when I grew up we would go to my aunt and I absolutely loved going to my aunt and so I by comparison hated everybody else. Um, but this was the last straw because I showed the lady a picture of my license, um, which has a great haircut on it because I learned that trick off of the internet in 2009. And, um, she takes one look at it and she says, okay, yeah, I got it. And basically what she ends up doing is super short on the sides and really long on the top, which works well for some people, works great for really white fascist guys. The, the Richard Spencer? It's the Richard Spencer book. Which some people can pull off. Even some white people can pull off. But um, not Richard Spencer and not me. You wouldn't even let me take a picture of it. I was like, no. oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I gotta take all the pictures. Well, I actually did take like 50 pictures because I was trying to fix it and I couldn't really see it from the side. And so I literally, my, like my camera roll, which auto shares with you, is just full of ugly pictures of my hair. And so I actually came home that night and with some really crappy like crafting scissors, I cut it just so it would be shorter, like kind of on the transition part. And so it didn't look like really short and then suddenly really long. And of course that looked terrible too. So we Amazon primed a cutting kit. I think we went to Target actually. Oh, did we? Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. And I have not paid somebody to cut my hair since that was like exactly a year ago. And it's good because it means I get more frequent haircuts too. Because I never wanted to go, and so I let it get really long. Yeah. So I'm, I'm working on it. Kyle's really, um, he knows that if I'm going to keep doing this, he needs to be gentle with my mistakes. So I don't get frustrated and stop doing them. And in all seriousness, you do a good job, I think. I'm, I'm picking up some skills. Really quick. Yeah. Because it's not like you can practice five times a day. You've got to learn what you can and then wait like three months. Yeah, if anyone else wants me to practice on them, <laughs> my answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> That's more than fair. Uh, we had a big three-day weekend this past weekend. Yeah, what did we do on Saturday? Saturday? Well, Rory developed a kink in his neck. Oh, yeah. Which we misidentified as um, 
teething. And so we spent all day just kind of coddling him, which we would have done anyway. Giving him cold stuff to drink and or eat ice cream. And uh, binge watching Jimmy which was fun. The twist was predictable, but it's all right. Yeah. Um, but we ended up deciding that it was actually probably a kink in his neck because he would cry out every time we tried to move him, like pick him up or scoot him over. And then the next day he got up and was walking around with his head tilted. Yeah, that was the giveaway. And I remembered that he had tilted his head a lot the day before, too. Oh, he seems to be feeling better, but he's still walking around sideways. Parenting is a mystery. Teething is well, guesswork. a good go-to answer. In fairness, he might still be working on some molars. They just haven't showed up yet. Maybe, yeah. I mean, they're due, right? Two years. Two years, yep. Coming right up. And then on Sunday, we went for a hike. With some Twitter people. Yeah. We just kind of put the invitation out. And uh, and kind of threw it together, and went to Great Falls Park up in northern Northern Virginia, right on the border of Maryland. And it was super cool. Yeah, it was really beautiful. It was great, great weather. A little bit hot, but mostly shaded. Yeah, we were mostly in the shade. We had um, three couples and three single people and four babies. Technically, the babies were single people. That's true, yes. Um, and there was a priest who was going to come and didn't end up being able to make it. He got all the way there, but then traffic was too much. Friar Nick. Did you um, did you notice when we got there that there were actually a few nuns there as well? Yeah, actually. So Dan and I got there before you did. Mm-hmm. And we were frantically looking for the rest of our group to make sure we didn't miss them. Um, and we saw some nuns. And he goes... Are they with our group, or are there other Catholics in the world? <laughs> we but, are all one. Yeah, sadly, that one was One holy Catholic apostolic. Hike. I learned that on the Roman Circus podcast. Yeah. I mean, from the creed that I say every week. You know they're not paying us to mention them, right? Wait. This changes everything. Yeah, we're not even neutral patronizers. I liked that we got to meet a bunch of people on the hike because most of the people who came were brave enough to join a hike with a bunch of people they'd never met before. So we got to meet the Ricards. They were lots of fun. Yeah, I actually don't know if I know last names of everybody that came. Or first names, even. Stephanie. Well, I think I know first names. There, was, there were two Stephanies, and they were both really cool. And there was a Reed. There was a Reed. Reed was cool. Um, and then, of course, our buddy Dan. And was that it? Was that everybody? I think so. I think that might have been everybody. I'm going to be bummed if we're forgetting one person. I thought it, it was really fun hanging out with um, all of them. But the Ricards were cool because it seemed like they had a lot of interests that we also have. And they also live nearby, so we're going to show you two of them again. Yeah, they got their, I think, one-year-old, who is just super cute. Super cute. Yeah, Stephanie's kid was cute, too. And the hike went well. Yeah, it kind of it kind of felt a little Lord of the Ringsy in terms <laughs> of the scenery. Yeah. 
That's a part of Virginia we'd never been before, and it was really quite beautiful. Mm. And then on Monday we had people over for D and D. Some delicious autumnal stews. Yeah, Carrie made a really good beef stew. I really am getting into cooking lately. Heck yeah! <laughs> we did the beef stew, and Kyle made his homemade bread, which is slowly improving. Figuring it out, we just bought a Dutch oven, so we're gonna see see what that does. That should help a lot. I'm excited. I've been trying. I've been telling myself I'll find one at a thrift store and not actually buying them. I think because they last forever and people like owning them, so they don't tend to pass them on very quickly. Yeah, that makes sense. Nobody should get rid of their Dutch ovens. Right. Um, let's see, so we had beef stew and your homemade bread. And that really good dessert. Tell us about the dessert. Oh yeah, so I'm a big fan of the Great British Bake Off. And on the newest season, okay, so here's a, here's a tangent to go on, <laughs> is that Sue and Elle and Mary Berry have all left the show. And they were like the heart and soul of the show. Absolutely. Um, Especially Sue and Mel. Right. So they're, they're off doing their own things. My mom actually said that Mel did some kind of relief work somewhere. I don't remember the details, but I mean, she saw people living in actual horror. And then she came back to her job hosting a cooking show where people were crying over the fact that their bread didn't prove or whatever. And she kind of reached a point of not being able to take it anymore. White people problems. The one problem I have first world problems, both. The one problem I have with that theory is that after they quit doing that job, they then went and tried out for hosting a game show together, um, which indicates that she wasn't about to go do a bunch of humanitarian stuff. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. That's just that was my mom's. It's a take. good theory. I don't know if it was a theory or what something she read. Yeah. Um. Let's see. But, okay, so then they have new hosts, and they Paul Hollywood is still in the mix, and a new judge. And the new season, I did not dislike as much as I thought I would. I, Noel Fielding, I had seen um, in the IT crowd, and I thought he was actually really fun. He wasn't the same as Sue and Mel, but it would be dumb if he tried to be the same as Sue and Mel, and instead he was just kind of his own quirky self. And I kind of, I kind of dug it. I really did. Oh. Yeah, I think I declared halfway through the season that Noel's allowed to stay. <laughs> Thank you. And I've heard some people like the the new female judge. She's not Mary Berry. No, I remember nothing about her. Um, and again, like you don't want someone to try to be Mary Berry. But here's my beef: is that part <laughs> of the part of what made Mary Berry so much fun is how excited she would get when the bakers would put some kind of strong spirit flavors in their bakes. And um, it kind of became a running joke on the show, like, oh, Mary Berry's going to love this. And now the new Judge Prue, not only will she sort of be like, well, I just I don't like the flavor of gin or whatever, but she'll also say, I don't like things to be terribly sweet, which is a fair enough uh, preference to have, but maybe not if you're hosting a baked goods show. Yeah. Or most of the 
things they do are going to be sort of desserty. Anyway, that's my take. One of the technical challenges, which is the one that they have to do um, without very many instructions, was Paul Hollywood's chocolate volcanoes, which is like a, they would call it a pudding, but they're like individual desserts baked um, and then turned out. And the part of the challenge, or the recipe they used in the challenge called for a scoop of peanut butter to fill each one. And I was like completely unable to stop thinking about these. So my mom actually bought me some ramekins for my birthday. We like to watch the show together. And I found Paul's recipe on the Great British Bake Off website. And so I gave that a shot yesterday. And it was actually pretty easy, especially because I did not have to do the whisking myself. I enlisted Jess and Claire to do it. So they did the heavy lifting and they turned out really delicious. Maybe because they had his full instructions. Yeah. Didn't have, didn't have to do any guesswork. They were absolutely amazing. Served them with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Right. And the other thing we did is we got some cider going on the stove with some cinnamon sticks and some orange slices and some raisins in there. And then we take it off the stove when it's nice and, um, let's see, a, a cooking show I like on YouTube goes when the flavors have gotten to know each other <laughs> a little bit. You take it off the stove and you add a bunch of spiced rum. And that was actually really, really good yeah, in my good. opinion. How are you... Um, Liking the hair look here. So far, so good. I'm literally watching myself become more and more attractive. <laughs> starting to fall in love. <laughs> well, I was just thinking the other day about this statistic I saw that men hit their peak attractiveness at like age 35 or something like that. That is impossible. No, I, I believe it. I know some 35-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's sort of an aggregate, but what, were you thinking more like 50? Uh, how old am I? Um, well, you just had a birthday. 20. So I think that makes you 26. 29. Hi. <laughs> You're 26, babe. I'm 26, yeah. I'm no longer allowed to be on my parents' health insurance. Oh, yeah. Should do something about that. <laughs> Get you some of that health insurance. Yeah. Go down to the health insurance store. Well, I heard there's a whole marketplace for it. I heard you get to keep your plan. I don't have a plan. I'm planless. No, I like the men are most attractive at 35 theory. I like the men are most attractive at whatever age I am theory. I'm going to stick with it. 26 until next year when they update it. You know what else? Your brain hit peak at 25. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. And I can tell you right now I'm smarter than I was at 25. Yeah, that seems... So. No, it's not that your brain hits peak. Is that your brain... Stops developing. Yeah. I heard your teeth stop moving at 25. So, so I think now you're finally allowed to vote and buy alcohol. Yeah, and I can run. Not for Congress, just I can run. <laughs> oh. We covered that in the birthday podcast. Right? We did. Do you think your hair needs anything else? Are there any bits that seem... Uh, it seems like right here's a little maybe... A little what? A little long. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Let's yeah. see what we can do about that. Do we have any more updates? Um, the 
it's kind of vague, but Joseph seems to be improving, as in, like, he's not a newborn anymore. He's kind of got more babyish characteristics coming out. Newborns are just so helpless and tiny and squirmy, and just life is crazy all the time, and they never know what's happening. And it's just kind of rough all around. But yeah. Joseph is starting to chill out just a little bit. And he makes kind of baby coos, and he likes to smile at people. If, if um, you kind of slow down to give him the time of day, he gets real excited. He did this real cute thing the other day where he was going to latch to nurse, and then he caught my eye before he latched, and so he stopped, and he looked at me, and he smiled. And I wasn't even looking at him. I was working, I think. Yeah, he's got this real arresting smile when he, yeah. when he makes full-on eye contact, and then he's got this smile that's almost like it's trying to detach from his face and float away. It's just so big, his face can hardly contain it. Mm-hmm. And he's real happy. Okay, how does that look? It's looking really good. I think you got a little bit over uh-huh. here, too. It's kind of the same. But how about this side? Does that side look okay to you? Yeah, I think it does. It looks really good. Maybe I'll just give it a little bit more of a trim. The one bummer about a smile is that whenever he sees a camera, it's like this big dark object that's suddenly near his face, and so he just looks at it kind of concerned. So we haven't been able to get many good pictures of the smile, unfortunately. But we're working on it. Yeah. We already talked on the podcast about the nice camera we invested in after Joseph was born. I think we might have one of the earlier podcasts. We're having a problem with iCloud, though, so my laptop is like, all right, guys, that's enough storage for you. Yeah, I got to figure that out. Well, the photos were uploading to iCloud, but not all of them were, so I don't know. And I don't really care. I just want them on Google Drive, basically. But that's not what your Apple computer wants. (laughs) No. Honestly, when this one's done, I would... I would be open to getting something else. I do really like my MacBook, but I use it for so little. I could probably make do with a Chromebook. Probably. That's the future. But it is nice to have like one really reliable, nice, well-working computer. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Because right, right now we have your old Mac, your new Mac, and the Chromebook. And then my work computer, whatever. Okay, oh, hey, we're recording this actual podcast in GarageBand, so there's that. There is that. <laughs> I'm sure there's a Chromebook audio recording software thing. An app of some kind. Yeah, it's got to exist. All right, I'm thinking that that might look pretty good. I kind of think so, except maybe it's a little bit longer. Oh, longer. Yeah, this side is always tricky. It is tricky. Yeah. Yeah, me. Oh, yeah, okay. Scoot that way. I see what you mean now. Rory tonight came up to me and wanted me to play music. I forgot what he said, play song or something. And I asked him what he wanted to play, and he said, Mr. Brightside. And so we played, and then when it was over after he danced very enthusiastically for the length of the song. He went back and he said, Person Night, and I had no idea what he was saying. 
until I said, oh, do you mean quarter past midnight? Which is a Bastille song that came out recently, and I played a bunch. And he said, yeah. And so we spent the next half hour basically rotating between those two songs. And he's so cute when he dances. He spins in circles, and then he'll like collapse on the floor. He'll get up and spin around again. But he likes he likes music a lot. He really does, and he does like more songs than that. It's just I don't think he's got the names of the other ones down yet. So he's about to turn two a week from today, and um, I've never had trouble with his milestones. Like I know a lot of parents. I've heard them say that they cried when their baby turned one or something like that. And I didn't I didn't feel that way. I think just because I was loving watching him grow up so much, I didn't I didn't feel deprived of my baby. I felt like I was gaining a more and more amazing kid the older he grew up. But since he hasn't hasn't hit two yet, I can sort of straddle the two worlds and have this big kid that can request songs and dance and he can talk about his favorite things with us and he can take care of his little brother in small ways but he's still a baby i can always think to myself like well he's not even two yet but once he hits two i really think that baby world gets left behind in a larger way i would still call him my baby two-year-olds are still incredibly tiny people um but i think two might hit me more than one did. But I don't know. I'm busy caring. We're busy caring for two very small, very needy people and therefore are incredibly emotionally numb most of the time. <laughs> I would I say not notice. I would say we're less emotionally numb and more just fully invested emotionally. We don't really have much more to give or to think about. How does that look to you? Uh, I think that looks really good. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Thanks, babe. I've been thinking a lot about hospitality lately. Um, having people over and how much I enjoy cooking and how much I enjoy not leaving the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seems like a good melding of those two hobbies of mine. And I'd like to get in the habit of doing more, than, more of that. I'm kind of inspired by Haley's book, The Grace of Enough, and Leah Labresco's book. Building the Benedict Option. Both of them have a lot to say about the importance of um, taking care of each other and how food is a huge center of that. And I've lately been getting into a lot of cookbooks and cooking channels and cooking shows. So I'd like to have you guys over for something delicious, is what I'm trying to say. Definitely feels like we're moving into a different phase of our lives as we start to make new friends who are in the same stage as us and as we, as our friendships with people we've known for a long time evolve to meet this new phase. I like it. I like having like six different couples chats with different couples in the area. And I like actively planning stuff. I was never, when I was just a bachelor, I was never really a event planner. I was more of an event go alonger. I guess I'm still kind of like that, but you're much getting, better at it. Yeah, you're getting better though at helping contribute to planning things. Do you think that should be shorter? Maybe. I don't want to like do too much just because I'm standing here sniffing. <laughs>
we'd better end this podcast before I'm just totally all. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's good. Cool. All right, short podcast today. See y'all later. We're gonna end with a clip of Rory singing a song he invented himself after he ate an extremely good quesadilla. Oh yeah. Instant classic. Bye. Bye everybody.